I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the... News yesterday, and it's not big-time news, but just, you know, you hear the GM speak and Epler and Cashman and all that. It's always going to be the the constant updates. Oh, has there been any contact and this or that? Well, Brian Cashman yesterday did not sound very confident when talking about Aaron Judge and was basically setting the soft landing up in the event that the Yankees aren't able to re-sign Aaron Judge saying, well, you know what? We haven't had any assurances from Judge's agency that we're going to have the last chance or a chance to match any offer. It was not encouraging to hear Brian Cashman, the general manager of the New York Yankees, sound like a team that was less than, a team that wasn't willing to go all in on a player. Now, obviously, Cashman's made it clear that they want Aaron Judge. I mean, that is one thing that has been known. The question is, how much do they want Aaron Judge? They've already talked about, you know, not maybe not having a a significant offer where you're talking about where the Giants basically said, hey, you know what, we will not be outbid. Yankees have... You know, had there there been rumblings about what the number would be, they threw out the $213 million offer. Obviously, Judge declined it, as we know by now. And you just don't get the feel that the Yankees are going to go out there and do whatever it takes to keep Judge. It shouldn't have even gotten to this point. And now that it is at this point, now they're playing with fire. They actually may be in the fire right now. And Cashman was asked about how long he could wait on Aaron Judge before pursuing other options. Uh, Cashman was saying, you know, quote, that we'd like to keep him. This is according to John Morosi here. Uh, we'd like to keep him. If we feel like we have a shot, then he's someone worth waiting for. But clearly, he's going to direct the dance tempo to his free agency, which is understandable. I mean, you're the Yankees. You dictate what goes on here. Do you want him back or not? What do you think he's waiting for? What, does he not want to be here? What do you think Aaron Judge is waiting for? Money. He wants the money. I know it's early in the process and people are going to start freaking out, but come on. Cashman also did say that he's listening and engaging on multiple trade possibilities you know, during these GM meetings here. Yeah, all right, that's great. But everybody cares right now about Aaron Judge. Is he coming back? Are the Yankees going to go all in? And with Cashman, you know, trying to soften that blow and let it go out there that, hey, this is no guarantee that we're keeping Aaron Judge. It's already different. It's different that it got to this point with the Yankees and Aaron Judge. It's different that Cashman is talking 
like the general manager who's about to lose a player as opposed to go out there and establish your dominance and let everybody know we're the Yankees, we're getting the highest paid player. End of story. They're the New York Yankees. Start acting like it. And I'm not even saying, although I should be saying it, I'm not even saying go get uh, on top of it Carlos Rodon and go get, you know, whoever. Carlos Correa or Trey Turner would be a great fit. Go get Trey Turner. Resign Judge. Get Turner and Rodon. Call it a day. That's a Yankee offseason. I'm talking about one of your own. Aaron Judge. How do we get to a point where Cashman is scared. He's scared, and I'll tell you why he's scared, and I'll tell you why he's letting that information out there that, oh, we don't know if we're going to have a chance to match. What the Yankees are hoping is that Aaron Judge goes on this free agent tour, and before he agrees to a deal, because, look, it is very possible Aaron Judge visits with the Giants, and they say, here's the check. What do you want? And he says, I don't know, $400 million? They say, all right, well, we were thinking like 375. Okay, done. And then the Yankees don't have a chance to offer. There's a, that is, now I don't think it's likely, but that could happen. And that's what Brian Cashman is letting all of us know that we have not been assured that we will be the last stop, that they will come back to us. And Aaron Judge is putting the fear in the Yankees. Good for him. Because they didn't value him properly and still may not. But I'll tell you why he's scared. Brian Cashman is scared because I believe he knows that the Yankees aren't going to have the best financial offer to Aaron Judge. That's why I think he's scared. I think he's scared, point blank, of the San Francisco Giants. Now, I don't know if Judge really cares about returning home. I would think that he still wants to be a Yankee more than he would get into the idea of returning to play at home. But I don't know. Maybe that could be a factor. I do believe he wants the most money. That, I know, is going to be a factor. And I also know that Brian Cashman, by the way he's talking, by the way the Yankees have operated for the last several years, he feels like they are going to make a competitive offer, but he's nervous that another team, like the Giants, is going to out-Yankee the Yankees. Another team is going to do what the Yankees used to do. Oh, that's your player? Oh, that's nice. He had a big year, historic year. Yeah, it'd be great for the game if he stayed with you. Guess what? We have money. We're looking to spend. We're offering him a boatload. Match this. That's why Cashman is scared. And it really is. Now, remember. We are deal, uh, dealing with a an already angry fan base. They're already angry, the Yankee fans. At specifically Cashman and Boone, but specifically Brian Cashman. Both Cashman and Boone, Yankee fans, won out. They're angry with the sweep, getting embarrassed again by the Astros. ALCS or not, they got swept. They're angry with the fact that they haven't been in the World Series since 2009. They're angry and frustrated that the Yankees have not been operating like the gold standard that we became accustomed to. They're not operating like the greatest franchise in the history of the sport. They're operating like the bronze bombers. 
So they're angry already. Imagine what is going to happen in the event that they lose Aaron Judge. That is going to take some time to recover from. And Cashman knows it. And I wonder if, and I'm assuming they do, but I wonder if the Yankees' hierarchy knows it as well. Do they know that they maybe messed this up and should have already had Judge under contract? Or do they know that, hey, regardless of if we messed it up, we got to make up for it now, and let's just offer him you know, whatever they feel is, is going to take to get it done now. Why wait? I know the judge wants to be winding on and all that, but the Yankees could say, hey, we'll give you this deal, take it or leave it, 350 or 375 whatever. Right now, we want you to stay. Which is something they should have done before the year. Hey, we'll give you 300 We want you to forego free agency and give you 300 The Yankees were negotiating with Judge in the beginning of the year as if Aaron Judge had four years left on his contract. Not one. They were negotiating as if he was they, as if they had the power and control. They did not. He did. All he had to do was wait a year. And not only did he do that, he obviously went and had one of the best seasons of all time. And now the Yankees are in a bad predicament. A predicament that we are not used to seeing the almighty Yankees in. Where they, in fact, may lose their star player to another team who's willing to go out there and spend a ton of money. 877-337-6666. We also heard from Billy Epler yesterday. I mean, talking about the confirmation of the Edwin Diaz contract. So we knew that that was going to be the case. It was uh, official yesterday. And then he started talking about the idea of the Mets DH spot. I mean, look, there was some talk about Nimmo, too, with this idiot Scott Boris running his mouth. And I don't know why we continue to pay attention to Scott Boris or anything that he has to say. It's the same stuff every year. The unfunny, lame, loser, stupid jokes. I can't even call him a joke. I mean, Boris himself is a joke. And I get how much money he has. I really don't care. I mean, I would rather be me and have my money than be Scott Boris and have his money. I mean, the day you catch me telling those lame jokes like that one after another, uh, put me out of my misery, please. Put me out of my misery. Oh, my God. Embarrassing. I don't care how much money he has. That's an embarrassment. And yet these players go to him to have them represent him. I don't know. They can make mil- uh, Nimmo can make millions of dollars anyway. You don't need Scott Boris. Come on. It's embarrassing with this guy. Year after year after year with him. The same lame, stupid jokes. Anyway. He spoke and was saying that uh, many teams or the majority of teams are are interested in Brandon Nimmo. Well, good. If Nimmo's going to get a big-time offer, let him go somewhere else. And then the Mets could actually go out there and get a star. Take that money and go get a star player. You know, we talk about DeGrom, and we know the Mets are going to be interested in bringing him back. It's just a matter of at what cost and if DeGrom wants to be back. You know the old story by now. But if Nimmo wants to go elsewhere for a bigger contract or he can get a bigger contract than the Mets are willing to pay, I'm not overpaying for Brandon Nimmo. I don't care what his OPS is or what his on-base percentage is or how he, how nice he is or how hard he you know runs down a first after a walk. doesn't matter. There's got to be a line drawn where you're not overpaying for a player just because he's one of the few center fielders 
on the free agent market. He's not even a real center fielder. He was good defensively last year. He's not a great center fielder. He was good going back on balls. That's it. Coming in, not so much. He's not fast. Doesn't hit with a ton of power. Doesn't hit for a high average. He gives you quality at bat. He's a good character guy. Great energy. Great effort. Great personality and character. Yeah, those are all important things. He's not worth well over $20 million bucks a year. So we'll see what Brandon Nimmo could get. And if he's getting a ridiculous offer, let him walk. And the Mets could fill in the pieces elsewhere. But Boris is just lame, regardless of who he's talking about. Conforto, Nimmo. Enough with him. Anyway, Billy Epler was talking about the Mets GM spot. And it's not GM spot. The Mets DH spot. And, you know, basically left the window open, as it should be. It's impossible right now on November 10th to start dissecting the roster and thinking about who's going to be what. Oh, is Alvarez going to come up in DH? Is he going to be the third catcher, part-time DH? But Epler did hint that they would like to keep that DH spot as a flexible position as opposed to having just one guy who is the DH. Now, I don't know how Daniel Vogelback makes them flexible at all. Oh, yeah, he mashes right-handed pitching. No, no, he doesn't. He destroys right-handed pitching. No, no, he doesn't. I'm not sure, you know, why you bring him back and then say in the same breath, well, we want to keep the DH spot flexible. And maybe they just thought it was a good value. Maybe they could trade Daniel Vogelback. Who knows? Maybe they have him coming off the bench. Anyway, bottom line is Mets need to upgrade the DH spot. It was an embarrassment of the productivity that they got from that spot last year. Embarrassing. Shouldn't be that hard. And yet they made it difficult. And, you know, they could reference Vogelback and Roth and whoever else is still on that roster. Oh, Vientos, that was the other one yesterday. He's talking about Roth and Vientos' options. I mean, come on, dude. Now, you can't go nuts because, like we said, free agency hasn't even officially begun. It will later on today, 5 p.m. And after that, then we could start going nuts. Get somebody, will you? But the Mets have some big time, you know, look, they got to figure out what's happening with DeGrom here. That's a big decision that they have to make. And if they believe DeGrom is going to return to peak form and can trust that he's going to stay healthy and wants to be here, then they're going to be paying for him. And, you know, the the reports or rumors out there that they're not sure how many teams are going to be in on DeGrom at over $40 million a year. Mets may be one of the few. DeGrom, if he wants to get paid, may not have a choice but to come back to New York, a place he loves so much. So it's still DeGrom and Nimmo, and I would put it in that order, and I think there are some people who value Nimmo more so than DeGrom. I just don't see it with Brandon Nimmo. I like him. I'm not going nuts for him. And then, of course, the bunch of free agents that are out there or trades that are possibilities. I mean, there's many ways that each of these teams can build their ball club going into next year. And it's been speculation to date after 5 o'clock tonight. Let's put it this way. When I'm back with you next week, we're going to probably have at least some significant rumor to react to, if not just some signings. 
I would think there's going to be some movement early on. Now, I'm not saying Judge or DeGrom are going to sign or even Brandon Nimmo. We'll see how long these things take. But we'll have some some juicy stuff to react to, whether it's Judge meeting with the Giants or DeGrom showing interest in, in other teams. The fun begins after five tonight. But I don't know how you could be encouraged with anything that you heard from either GM yesterday. And these are two good ball clubs, two good organizations. And yet the general manager out there, one sounds scared out of his mind that he's going to lose Aaron Judge. And boy, I'll tell you, Brian Cashman, maybe he should hold off on signing his contract. And if Judge leaves, he should go with him or at least leave the same time as him. Maybe he doesn't have to go to the same spot that Judge is going but leave the Yankees and go somewhere else. If the Yankees don't bring back Judge, it is going to get ugly around here. And I'm curious to know what it's going to be like, the reaction with the Mets fans. If DeGrom went elsewhere, they're going to be mad. And I know it depends, I guess, how it plays out. But still, you're never going to know 100%. DeGrom is going to say one thing and do one thing. The Mets are going to claim another, potentially. Where they're gonna, nobody wants to be the bad guy. But the reality is, if he goes somewhere else, there's gonna be a lot of blame to be placed. And I wonder if the Met fan is gonna be more angry at DeGrom or more angry at the organization. One thing that we know for sure the Mets are gonna get players, they will get players. Now, they might lose one or two, but they'll replace them, they are gonna get players. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Yankees. You know, it sounds like they want to go with the younger guys in the infield. Maybe they make a trade with Glaber Torres. But Cashman basically said right now they don't have a left fielder or a right fielder. Obviously, Judge is their right fielder. If they lose him, then they got real work to do. Assuming they bring him back, they're going to try to bring back Benintendi as well. Keep it, keep the band together. Keep it all together. And make another run. Cross your fingers. Maybe this time you get lucky and be able to scratch off, uh, scratch across a couple of runs off the Astros. But I know the Mets will spend. I know the Mets will be aggressive in trying to improve their ball club. I know the Yankees are going to try to get creative. I can't say that they're going to definitively spend, especially if they bring back Judge. Which hey, maybe that might be enough for most Yankee fans. Not the old Yankees, but maybe that's enough for Yankee fans as long as they get their guy back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.